Hey everybody, Nick Kruger here from Rivals.com and the Commitment Issues Podcast. Uh, Earlier this week, I had a chance to talk to former University of Texas greats Michael Huff and Jordan Shipley. They joined us on behalf of Coors Light and the promotion that Coors is doing to bring college football fans closer to the action and their favorite college football programs. For more information on that, you can visit CoorsLight.com if you're of legal drinking age, of course. Otherwise, me and the guys talk about what's going on with the Longhorns this season, what they'd like to see happen with the program going forward, you know, and a number of other topics uh, about their careers in college football. So thanks for having a listen. Uh, you guys joining us on behalf of Coors Light, and we'll get to that here shortly. But uh, first, let's open up with a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of conversation about things. Now, I, I know uh, Michael. I think you're a little a little bit older than Jordan, but I think there was some overlap in as far as you guys' uh, playing careers at Texas. You know, did you guys ever have the opportunity to go up against one another, and and what was that relationship and back and forth like when you guys were both there at the same time? Very competitive. Like I said, obviously, us going up against, you know, Jordan and we kind of line this advanced to kind of a great group of receivers. Really just a great offense as a whole. Like I said, it just made the defense a lot better going against them every day in practice, made the games easy. So I think for us, it was just, just a great competition among each other, which, you know, in the end made us all better. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was quite the way to come in. I'll say that as, as a young, you know, collegiate receiver to have guys, I mean, Michael Huff. You know, who's the All American, you know, um, you got Thorpe Award winners with, you know, him and you got Aaron Ross, you got Michael Griffin, Cedric Griffin, um, you know, Terrell Brown. And, and so coming in and, and, you know, I, I missed my first two seasons of, um, you know, fall seasons because I had some injuries and stuff, but I did get to go against those guys a lot during, uh, spring football and, and obviously through the summer and some of the two days and all that. So, um, you know, it was, it was humbling, I'll say that. So one one of the things that we've been talking about a lot the past couple of weeks and something that ultimately didn't happen uh, was the expansion of the Big 12. Was that something that you guys were looking at closely, following? Were you hoping that teams were going to be added to the Big 12, or did you have strong opinions on that? Uh, I mean, I don't really have any strong opinions. I figured, you know, the Big 12 commissioner, I figured they would do, you know, kind of what was best for the conference long term. So I figured if they added two teams, added four teams, or didn't add anybody at all, I figured it would be whatever was best for the conference. But for me personally, I kind of I kind of stayed out of it, just kind of sat back, and like I said, just, they would do whatever's best for the conference. Things are changing so much with uh, some of the teams that have come on and, and become really good, and you know some of the historically great teams obviously aren't playing as well as they're used to playing, and, and we're one of those, but... Um, it's the whole thing is cyclical and um and it's just a matter of trying to get the right group together and i don't really have a you know um a huge opinion we'll leave that to the commissioner to to sort all that stuff out okay well let's uh let's talk about the team that you guys are all most familiar with obviously in the big 12 uh, and that's texas and and i guess jordan we'll start with you uh Look, looking at the way things have gone at Texas this season, uh, varying opinions about you know maybe where they should be as far as their record or their success that they've had this year. Just talking about the offense specifically, I mean, is there anything that you've seen watching the games uh, in this year's offense that you think maybe would have helped them been a little bit more consistent on the field this year? Maybe you know led to a little bit more success to this point. There's always things that you can improve on. That's one thing you you learn quickly um, in this game. But I've honestly, I've honestly been pretty impressed with with Bouchelle and some of the guys that you know especially I mean Foreman's a monster so uh I think they've they've got a good good group and they've just got to kind of gel and a lot of times you know I think the the most difficult thing when you've got a freshman quarterback is is to um 
both sides of it for the coaches to turn him loose, um, to make decisions and to do some things. And, and for a guy to come in and have the confidence as a freshman to, you know, to, to, to stand up and make decisions on, on, you know, and, and throw it down the field and really kind of cut it loose and turn it loose. And a lot of times that takes some time and it takes, you know, getting some, uh, some confidence built up, but it's always going to be that part of it's going to be a challenge. But I think, you know, Rochelle's done well. I think the offensive, um, you know, side of the ball has really not been too bad from what I've seen. Sure. And then, and then Michael, I guess maybe this is the more difficult question for you because obviously there's been a lot of scrutiny around the defense. Uh, the, the situation with Vance Bedford and, and his, uh, and the reorganization there on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I thought after, after the past two weeks, they had a big opportunity against Kansas State to, to chip away a little bit more, get a little bit better. Uh, but maybe it was a, I don't know, depending on how you look at it, maybe a step back. I mean, is there something you can pinpoint defensively that maybe they could tighten up that, that would be a, a big difference maker down the, the home stretch of the season here? Uh, I guess really, I mean, for me, I know the person, I know, you know, Vance, and I know Charlie, I know that they're great defensive of mine, and they're, they're great coaches. They definitely know what they're doing, definitely know what they're talking about. So for me, Personally, it's just, just just the players kind of taking ownership of, of the team. Take ownership. They're the ones in between the white lines. They're the ones out there. Because, obviously, I mean, defense, you know, whether it was 20 years ago or 20 years from now, defense is always going to be the same. It's pretty much you run, you run fast, you hit people, and you take the ball away. I mean, there's really no grand scheme that's going to change things. There's really, I say, just no play call that's going to stop every offense, especially with the offense these days in the Big 12. Like, that every offense is going to move the ball, put up yards. So the so key is just getting turnovers and, and stopping them in a red zone. So for me, it's just the players taking ownership of the team, taking ownership of the defense, and just beat the man across from you. I say football is all about matchups. It's all about one-on-one matchups. They have 11, you have 11. So it's just beating the guy in front of you. So I think for them to get this thing turned around, the players just have to step up and just take charge of the defense. Okay, so here's so here's the doozy question. And, uh you know, and I'll, I'll let whichever one of you want to want to try and take this. Uh, so, in your guys' opinion, what is probably the most fair situation? Do you think for for Coach Charlie Strong and his staff at this point of the season, given the you know given the level of scrutiny, given the eyes on him and the you know the proverbial hot seat that he's possibly sitting on? What do you think is the most fair option for him and the program? Uh, for me, I mean, Charlie's the guy in my in my opinion. In my eyes, Charlie's the guy. I don't think changing. Head coaches, changing staff next year would do any good. So for me, I would think Charlie's the guy. Keep Charlie and just let him build. Obviously, you have a great group of freshmen and sophomores, you know, young guys. Let's say you have the Malik's on defense. You have, you know, the Roach and Hager. And so you have Buchel on the young offense and Foreman, you know, the junior. But hopefully he comes back. But, I mean, all the pieces are there. And so you just put together, you know, a couple of top ten recruiting classes the past two years. So I think everything there is just getting – you know, kind of getting the players just to just to start playing like they should. Like I said, don't you know? You get a lot of five stars, four stars, but you know they get to the games on Saturdays and they don't play like four or five stars. For me, it's just getting them all start to play together, start to gel, and just start playing for one another. That's how this thing will get turned around. Yeah, I mean, I think right now, I mean, we're in a we're in a position where obviously Coach Strong's got a lot of eyes on him and. Uh, it's not it's not easy in, to be in a situation where uh, people at a place like Texas are going to expect a whole lot, and and there is going to be you know regardless of of um, of how well we want them to do or don't want them to do, there's going to be some type of a timeline on you know when how long 
people will wait before it gets good. But I do agree. I don't think this is the time right now. I mean, I think you've got so many changing factors with, you know, a freshman quarterback and, and, um, and, and a lot of just, you know, a lot of guys coming up now that he's, that he recruited. So, um, I think you gotta, you know, watch the second part of the year and evaluate, you know, what happens with it. And, and if you see progress, then I mean, I think, I don't, I, I think you just kind of, um, evaluate it, give him every opportunity and, and, you know, and then obviously if, if he goes through this year and things don't change and then goes through another year and things don't change, then maybe, you know, you look at it and, 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 um, and try to make a decision on it. But I think, you know, you got to give him every chance to do well. And part of that is getting his guys in there that he recruited. So, so you guys, uh, both off the team, I believe by 2010. And I think that was the year that we sort of saw things start to change as far as, uh, as far as Texas's fortunes, I think they only had one nine-win season since then. I mean, is there is there anything that you guys think you know contributed to that? Maybe it was the the rise of the other teams in the Big Twelve that sort of kind of diluted the the pool of talent of, of kids that they were recruiting. Obviously, we know you know Oklahoma's always a top recruiter. Baylor was doing real strong there for a little while. Um, you know what what is it that you think might be able uh, you know Texas might be able to use to turn that corner again and get back to the point uh, that we saw when you guys were were both playing. Uh, for the Longhorns? Uh, for me, I don't really think it's just one thing that changed it. I think just parity in the Big 12 or just parity in all of college football. Because obviously back then, you know, when I was in college, you know, guys weren't going to Baylor's and the TCU's and, you know, teams like that. A lot of people went to Texas, didn't leave Texas. So I think for me, it was now guys are just going to the, like I said, Baylor's, TCU's. Some of you going to SMU, you know, getting some athletes. So now it's, it's not like, you know, Texas getting just the top guys every year anymore. It's like guys are going out across the country, going out, you know, around the, the state of Texas. So I think it's really just getting the right group in there, just getting, you know, guys that fit your scheme, not necessarily get all the five stars, four stars, just get, just get football players that can actually play football and love the game. So, yeah, I don't really think it was just one thing. It's just, you know, teams are getting better across the country. You guys both obviously spent some time in the NFL, both pretty good draft picks. Obviously, I mentioned, Michael, you were a, uh, a high first rounder there for the Oakland Raiders. Um, when you guys, when you get to that point, how would you say your perspective on football changed coming, you know, from the high school level up through the college ranks and going from something that, you know, gave you that opportunity to get to that point to uh, something that becomes your job first and foremost? I mean, how, how does your perspective on the sport and, and uh, your attitude towards it change at that point? For me, I always, you know, growing up, I dreamed of playing in the NFL. So for me to, you know, get to that point was a dream come true. But then it's like once you get to the NFL, you quickly realize it's all a business. Because, I mean, you have a lot of, let's say you go from me, you know, I went from winning the national championship, you know, to being top 10, getting drafted to the Raiders. And then you go in that environment, and we win, I think, two games my rookie year. And it's kind of like you kind of see, you don't see like the bonds you have in college off the field. Because obviously in college, you're in the dorms together, like so you're, you're around each other all the time. And then once you get to the NFL, it's like you have, you know, 30-year-olds that have families, have wives, have kids. So it's not it's not a big deal as far as off the field of guys getting to know each other and guys spending time together. And that's obviously in the NFL, everything is, if you're not making the money, then they're trying to find somebody else that will. So. It was just more college was fun. As I enjoyed playing in college, I enjoyed winning. I enjoyed playing with my teammates. And once you got the NFL, it was pretty much all the business. And you're trying to make sure you played the best you could because, obviously, if you didn't, I said, you get cut, they're going to find somebody else in there. So 
I think for me, the biggest adjustment was going from college having fun to NFL, you know, kind of quickly figuring out that it's just a business. The biggest change in my mind, I mean, I think from obviously it's a huge change from high school to college as far as the, you know, the talent level and, you know, the the athletes are, you know, unbelievable, at, at, especially, you know, when you get to a place like, like Texas and I mean, playing in the Big 12 and that type of thing. But, um, so that's, that's just the physical part is a huge difference from high school to college. From college to NFL, you know, the guys that are, um, you know, physically, it's not a huge difference. There may be, you know, some difference or whatever, but I think from that standpoint, it's a mental thing. You know, you've got guys that, you know, you, you've had to, you know, basically have a full-time job with school and football. And now all of a sudden football is your job and you get to study and you're in meetings, you know, most of the day. And, um, things happen so fast at the NFL level because those guys know exactly what's going on. They, they, you know, they, they know how to read the tendencies, um, of the opponents and they, they just, it's everything happens so much faster because you've got guys that are not only incredible athletes, but they're football experts because that's their job and that's what they study. And I saw, I saw afterwards you, you've taken sort of a career path away from football, I believe, right? Cause you're, you're a real outdoorsman. Yes. Is that, is that mostly what you've been up to these days as well? Yeah, we've got um, an outdoor industry company that's got several different product lines. Um, and then we've got a, a TV show that's on Outdoor Channel. And so, you know, get to kind of go all over the country and and um, see a lot of different places and uh, meet a lot of different people. So that's that's been a lot of fun for me. I've been doing that for a couple of years now. So, um, And I'm still, obviously, my dad's a coach I'm, and brother um, is playing and was with Arizona through the preseason this year and is trying to um, land somewhere else now. So I'm, I'm still, you know, I still watch a lot. and Got a whole bunch of friends playing. Mike, when I was going back through things, I saw there was one season uh, where you and Kendall Bryles were both on Texas at the same time. Did you have a relationship with all, him at all or no? Yeah, we, we came in together. We were roommates. You guys were roommates? Yeah, we were roommates in Texas. So, I, I mean, have you have you had a discussion with him since you know since everything changed at Baylor? I mean, has he have you talked to him about what the like the climate is out there or or what his expectations are for himself or? No, I talked I talked to him, but not about you know not really about football, just you know really about life and kind of just families. I kind of try to avoid you know the whole thing that was going on with all that. We just you know we talk, we just you know we just talk just kind of like just friends and like they just went on house of family things like that. But yeah, never really. Comes up anything about football? You know, everybody's everybody's waiting to see. You know, the the watch is on for for Art to to land somewhere else. I mean, how close do you think he is to another coaching job? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, he won games and he turned that program around. So I'm sure, you know, some program out there is going to give him a chance. So I'm sure at some point he'll he'll get another chance to coach again. I'm just not sure when or not sure where. Very cool. Well, now let's uh, let's talk about what makes the money here today. Uh, the promotion with Coors Light. You know, we've you guys have a special uh, thing going on. Legal drinking age fans can visit CoorsLight.com slash rivalry to enter in a sweepstakes to win free tickets to a big and rich concert. Obviously, if you've watched College Game Day, you know all about <laughs> the sort of show that they put on. They have a special guest, Dustin Lynch. The concert will be held the night before the Baylor, Texas game at Moody Theater in Austin. Before the show, uh, Coors Light is hosting a rivalry beer summit with the media. A meet and greet with you guys. The summit will then let the winner take uh, a look back at them with some of their favorite moments from rivalry games and highlights of their career while celebrating their journey 
all along with Coors Light. Can you guys just talk a little bit about the promotion and, and your level of excitement heading into uh, that weekend? Well, I really excited, you know, to kind of partner with Coors just because you said that they take emphasis on big rivalry games because obviously, you know, rivalry games is what make college football. So just for, you know, them to put this together and we have like a summit where me and Jordan can kind of just sit back and reflect on, you know, our college experiences and you said the rivalry games and just some of, you know, our best experiences is good. And especially with the concert with Big and Rich and, you know, Dustin Lynch will be there. So it'll definitely be a, a, a great time. And like I said, looking forward to it. Yeah, and like Michael said, I mean, um, to get to come out and, and do the rivalry beer summit with him and talk shop and just, you know, we I got to cut my teeth against um, Michael and some of the greatest DBs in, in UT history and, and in college football history. So um, we're going to be talking about a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, big thank you to Coors Light for having us. And, you know, they've been huge in, in partnering. They partnered with more than 40 college football programs um, as the official sponsor to, to celebrate some of these big rivalry games. And so um, it's going to be a fun night. You know, you can go to um, CoorsLight.com slash rivalry to get these free tickets to uh, Big and Rich. It's going to be a fun um, concert. Obviously, it's just going to be a, a great event. We're honored to be a part of it. All right, guys, thank you so much. Uh, your time is very much appreciated. Two of Texas's uh, best players in, in program history for my money, Michael Huff and Jordan Shipley. Thanks again for joining us. All right, thanks, for having me. thanks for having me.